0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Lab Brooks. We're called Whistle, and
2: this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. This is the Whistleblowers. Uh, I'm Martin Gritten. and uh, joining us, uh, looking at this weekend's games, is Sammy James, uh, host of Fulhamish. Podcast. How, you, Sammy. Very How are good. you Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Got a couple of interesting ones to look at. One of your uh, old gaffers, old in, boy, old boy uh, <laughs> in, in, in the battles this weekend. Uh, just moving on to uh, Gary Hayes, who is a football writer, documentary maker, and a Chelsea fan. How are you, Gary? yes my leg's still hurting you're still hurting mm. it's been all that time since the oh last no. podcast I need, I need a rub down Martin so I'll <laughs> down the table after again we're going to move swiftly on <laughs> uh, uh, to features editor of
1: Quarterly Magazine uh, Mundial Owen Blackhurst Owen and Liverpool fan I should add so uh, Roy Hodgson also one of our former gaffers in oh. this weekend and I, I'm torn between feeling sorry for him and preparing to laugh for the next three weeks
2: <laughs> I think that's everyone's opinion of Roy Hodgson but, I think we uh, have the
0: polar opposite opinions of Roy Hodgson over the desks so well
2: well, let's not start. A, well, let's go straight straight to it then, because uh, this season we've teamed up with Ladbrooks and we'll be bringing you plenty of specials. Our first is our Bet £5 Get 20. This means if you deposit £5, Ladbrooks will add another 20 to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you get this by following the link at bet.thewhistleblowers.net. We'll be tweeting this Bet £5 Get 20 link, adding it on our Facebook, and we put it in the description of this podcast too. So, Roy, perhaps is being made fully aware of the task at hand this weekend. Um, uh, it's, it's pretty difficult to fix it for him. So how is he as a gaffe for you? And do you think he can succeed at Palace?
0: Definitely think he can see succeed at Palace. Yeah. Um, I'm fully expecting a bit of a slow start from Roy because I'm just going on what the experience that Fulham had yeah. um, when he took over. I think we were in a far more perilous position when uh, Roy took over. I think it was Christmas. We were second from bottom and only second from bottom because that was the season that Derby uh, were also in the league and uh, won only one game. So really in most seasons we would have been bottom. Uh, we were that bad. Um, he came in. And actually, it took two or three months to get anywhere I remember we, he lost his first game against Chelsea which is not exactly um, too bad and then it was only the last five or six games where Roy's system started to click and there was a brilliant interview I read from Breda Hanglin recently and he spoke about Roy's methods mm. and it's a lot of repetitive drills it's yeah. a lot of the same old stuff in training and it's it's such minute detail as right okay you're the left back if you get the ball you have two options you either look forward and you try yeah. and play it into the corner to your striker or you find the midfielder and you do it over and over But and that over repetition,
2: again. It, it it kind of enforces something, but it also it makes your decision making up for you, doesn't it? And you probably saw players develop under that that it made them.
0: Well, I mean, we had some terrible players, really, when you yeah. looked at it. We had John Panzer at right back, and he started to look like Danny <laughs> Alfred at that point. Like that's that's the kind of stuff that Roy Hodgson can do, and he struggles when he's in a bigger club because those methods don't work with the kind of talent that he sometimes had to work with and that's what he found at Liverpool and I don't know necessarily if if it was the egos at England it was probably more a lack of time at England well
2: this is I'm going to have to come to you on this one Owen because a man of uh, you know I'm, I'm sure you're a contemplative Liverpool fan but at the same time the frustrations under Roy and what but he was trying to achieve? A, 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 such an emotive club without a man that really has those perhaps emotions that you're after.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll never forgive him for signing Agent Konchesky. To be honest, that was the uh, that was the that was the first problem. <laughs> I was but... gutted when we <laughs> lost Paul Konchesky. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you could have had him back very quickly. To be honest, <laughs> but it, it, it wasn't so much that it was. It was four or five games in, and and. Liverpool fans would have given any manager a chance after about four or five games he moaned about being on TV too much because other teams could see what they were up to and it's just mm. like come on come on. you man. know what you're going to you know what you're going to expect the, when part, you go into a club of the
2: course Liverpool are a bit of, you know almost a different entity entire, uh, as all clubs do have this kind of enormous aura around them that is one specific thing, you've got to be
1: front-facing and you've got to represent the club. It was, it was I mean, it was just a weird thing. It just it never worked out. The 1-0 loss to Northampton in the Cup um, was one of the worst evenings of my life. But i tell you what, you've got to give away a bit of credit. Now, what do you want to be doing when you're 70? Because I'll tell you what I don't want to be doing. Drilling a defence to go to the Etihad <laughs> at the weekend. Very true. With the way City are playing. And, and you know what? He's probably not... They probably... If, if Palace can get a point before West Ham then he's done very well because what is it? City away, United away, Chelsea at home.
2: Gary, do you think it's a good fit for Palace? Do you think? Uh, I mean, listen, we're not going to go and touch into Bor because that just uh, that is yeah. an absolute Borathon because we have d- drummed it to death and whatever uh, people's opinions of Steve Parish, he's a decision maker. What do you think about that decision for Palace? Is it a fit for them?
3: If I was a Palace fan, I'd be disappointed, and I, I think they're talking yeah. about you know. Um, Oh, but he's got a connection to the club and he's got this, he's got that. I don't buy into that. Not in in the modern game. Um, I just think that it's someone from the past. And it's a time really, when yeah. you need someone who's very present. But just a quick one, it's always yeah. a joke I always say about that Northampton game is that it took the cobblers to show that Roy's reign at Liverpool was going to be the cobblers. <laughs> I like what you've done there. <laughs> very good.
1: Yeah, very good. Double, you've uh, reinforced cobblers been twice waiting there. I've to say that publicly <laughs> but,
2: for years. Uh, cobblers. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's look at some of the other games because that a, that's a challenge for him. There's some interesting ones thrown up. Uh, Owen, back to you because Leicester. Ooh. Double, oh. double Leicester. Anyone? Bread Leicester.
1: Any sort of what sort of Leicester we got? Not going to be talking about any cheese, Martin. Apart from your <laughs> record collection, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Am I presenting style? Thanks
1: I've got a healthy dislike for Leicester After after last year They'd played terribly under Ranieri After winning the league And it was absolutely nailed on Liverpool had the new manager bounce Four or five times last yep. season But no more spectacular but, but the new, new manager bounce I like this This is it, 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 You feel more uh, Leicester had been awful <laughs> More than most And it was absolutely nailed on That Liverpool were going to Um it's, it's not called Filbert Street anymore, is it? What do they call well, it? King these Power. Days? Yeah. King yeah. Power. That's King it. Filbert
3: Street's now a car park where I park every time I go. there. That's not where they found just Henry. That's not where they found Henry. No, no, no. Richard, no, is it Richard no. the oh, Richard, Sorry. Yeah, Richard, <laughs> no, yeah, it was. Um, that was on the other side of town, I think. But Filbert Street, yeah, it's just a car park, a desolate car park, which is sad, given all the great nights. Well, out we there.
2: digress. Uh, let's let's bring because yes. with this, the point you were making, which I find really, the manager kickback, where you think you think it's a gimme. You think you're going, and Leicester are going to roll over. It's going to be chaos, bedlam in the change rooms, and then we've got absolutely
1: hammered, (laughs) torn to pieces. And and I tell you what, Leicester are a team who are geared to give Liverpool a spanking every time they play, because you know Liverpool are going to come on. It's not. It's no secret what Leicester do you got Vardy, who's, I mean, you know, he, he may have one of the worst haircuts of any professional footballers of all time, but, it's you know, what? he's haircut. a menace, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's an absolute menace, and it's just, he, he'll get at players. And now, I think with Maguire being added in, I'll be terrified every time Leicester get a corner. Because, he, look at Harry Maguire, he's hes absolutely, he's set up to just go through Matip and Lovren, or whether it's Clavin playing. Mm. Uh, it, Leicester are a terrifying team. I'd prefer yeah. it if it was United at the weekend, to be honest. The only thing with Leicester, I find,
0: is like, What's the point in Leicester now in a sense of they won the league... 2 years ago they were in the Champions League last season yeah. that was hugely exciting completed. what I mean, not they've completed
2: the, the game just just yeah. just retire just no maybe not what's You're the done. point Wind what yourselves up lads. Yeah, you've just, done. Just, what's the you've done.
0: what's the aim for Leicester that this they've season they become
2: Chelsea's feeder club <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> you know, oh, than, spoken
2: like a true chelsea well, man it, it, there, what, Gary. it was
3: west ham you know they are to chelsea what southampton are to liverpool oh
2: <laughs> well yeah but at the same time there's an opportunity for i mean who gets to say that You know this 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 nostalgia that we still look at that Blackburn team. They will be talking about that Leicester team. Like that in days yeah. to come. I mean, the fact that I played against half the players in that Leicester team shows the <laughs> how far <laughs> they've come. I remember a couple of dusty evenings against the uh, against. Oh my God, who's this? Where's Morgan? Yeah, Where's Morgan playing against play, playing against heavy? Wes Morgan? Where's fat suit? Where's Morgan playing you, you, against them in did Force? To Morgan, what Marata did the other oh, week? Oh, exactly. And, and that must have been a very low point for Wes Morgan. But at the same time, it was like just shows you how far they've come and what can be achieved through that unity. I know, it was, well, Sammy, you say that what's left for them, but perhaps they can reinvent themselves and also just being able I think establishing themselves as a as a Premier League team is would be enough for them.
0: I guess maybe just trying to find some consistency after the last few years. Yeah. It's either been relegation battle or True. premier or, or- Premier League chase so I guess maybe trying to find some consistency in a cup run but yeah it's yeah. a bit interesting I think Liverpool will go there and do a job personally because yeah. I just think that uh, you've had some bad results and I just think Leicester are there for the taking and I think Klopp will have you fired up because you've, had, you've come under a lot of criticism in the last week or so
2: yeah. he'll be working hard at it I mean well let's, let's I just want to move on to Newcastle because Newcastle are, we talk about inconsistency they're a team that are re-establishing themselves and a team of the proud History in the Premier League um, and something that Rafa Eurogaffer, um is is done
1: brilliantly for them. That rhymed very well. Thanks for thinking. It was good, wasn't it? <laughs> it was good. He's moved, it, was, it was a high. Cobblers
3: career. and cobblers. Rafa the gaffer. I feel like you've,
1: you've you've moved on tonight. You've grown. To be honest, i I'll take the credit for that. No, but he's great, Rafa, isn't he? Because he spend all summer moaning and he will always fight. He'll fight for every last inch he can get, but. He's obsessed with football So the moment the transfer window closes You know what he's doing yeah. He's out on that training pitch I won uh, 50 quid off a lad I played cricket with uh, Last season I said if Newcastle go down Rafa will stay yeah. And he was like Absolutely no chance I said he is He's playing a real life game of football manager A championship manager Or whatever it's called He'd look at the championship And go oh, Never won that I'll have that. I fancy yeah. that. I fancy 46 yeah. games in a season. Who wants that?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> under Mike Ashley.
1: But D- doesn't his wife buy him a new watch every time he wins something? So maybe he wanted a new watch as well. Maybe <laughs> yeah, he did, but it's like the, the, the Swansea game when he's on the phone. Can you imagine the poor bloke on the end of the phone to Benitez for 90 minutes? But all joking aside, what he's done is yeah. created an incredible team spirit. He has. And it's he, has a- he has bound team to fans at mm. Newcastle like it hasn't been done for a while, and that's what it needs as a club. And you know what? When you see LaSalle's scoring two goals in a week.
0: Well, that's cost his mum ten quid because they've got a bet from uh, quite a little while ago that uh, Jamal LaSalle's
3: mum has to give him five pounds every time he scores.
2: Even Uh, now he's on... Yeah. Well, that's not quite a watch, is it? But at the same time... Can can I just
3: ask, actually, do you think that his experience (laughs) at Liverpool has helped him because there's... They're not similar clubs in what they've won in their history, but they are similar
1: clubs in what they mean to their cities. He's a v- despite what everyone tells you about him, he's a very emotional man, Rafa, and he might not be emotional with his players, but it he's he he gets it. I think he understands what it means to a place. You yeah, well, know, he understands what the football yeah. team means to Newcastle. He yeah. understood what it means to Liverpool. And it comes
2: back to that connection, we were talking about Liverpool. Liverpool, you have to have emotive managers. That You have to have someone that understands that, but also has that kind of passion. And it's it's it.
1: weird because he's got it with the fans, but he's so... He might have he might have got a little bit better, but he was so dispassionate with players. But then you read Gerard a couple of weeks ago, best manager you played under Rafa Benitez. Yeah. Mm, Ability to change a game like that. And, you know, Carragher said it as well. So he, he must do something right, but I just think that... It won't end happily, Rafa at Newcastle. Absolutely well, not. But well,
2: let's let's take a break now. Let's look at the. We've got a few other games, interesting ones, but, uh, not just not necessarily uh, kind of David V. but some interesting matches to discuss after the break.
1: The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Ladbrokes.
2: So, Gary, uh, away to Stoke. And mm. the romance of the Premier League summed up in one match.
3: Well, I think, it's, I think it's a good game for Chelsea. You know, we were talking about you know Arsenal earlier on the back of the disappointment with Liverpool and they, they, they played Bournemouth, which sort of got it out of their system and they're putting a good performance against Chelsea. I think that it's sort of an ideal game for Chelsea in that they know they've got to turn up and they know they've got to grind it out. And it's, I don't know, Ch- Chelsea seem to, they go to places like, the Bet365, as it's now known. And, um, the, the wonderfully
2: named yeah. Bet365. We'll always remember that for yeah. days um, on end.
3: I, I just think that it's, it's not one to, it's one to be fearful of, but not one to be feared, if you know what I mean. you know, yeah. And last year, they, they went there and, and Cahill got his late goal, which sort of, it was at a time where we thought Chelsea might wobble and that sort of confirmed they were going to win the title. Yeah. And now we go back, the narrative's a little bit different, where maybe it's a case of, they get a victory there they grind out it's almost a case of look they are going to challenge this year they're going to do it in a different style to United and City but Mm.
2: they're going to be there or thereabouts Well, you talk about Cahill is he going to come back in and just slot back into the team because he was a skipper when he got sent off
3: yeah well he he did I can go on a rant about Cahill
2: if you want go on a um, mini rant go on a mini rant
3: yeah well the the point is is that so Chelsea draw 0-0 against Arsenal last weekend and he gets his criticism that it was because of him Chelsea didn't score Okay. but then when he was suspended oh Cahill's out with keeping clean sheets, so he, he can't win. But then, if, I, won't, I won't go into it too much, but if you go onto my timeline on, on Twitter, just at Gary Hayes, two hours, yeah. you'll see what the point I was making is that his performance statistically across the board was on a par with David Louise and Cesar's better And what you saw was a, a, what we were talking about earlier um, you know, on, on Tuesday's show about defensive solidity and all the rest of it. And, and he was a big part of that, and he is a big part of that at Chelsea. But where Chelsea have got an advantage now is they've got Rudiger. And Rudiger could feel aggrieved that he was dropped against Arsenal hmm. because while Cahill was out, Rudiger did a good job. He was solid and, you know, performed against Spurs and Kane and so Chelsea got that solidity there now and I think Cahill's a big part of that.
2: It's, it's one of those things that I always friends a player, like any other position on the pitch, you always had, you were looking over your shoulder and... Um, Centre half was that one that you, or if even fullback, you could go in and play and then say, I deserve to keep my place. And you could almost keep the guy out, and then it would be an awkward conversation, but the other centre half wouldn't have an issue with it, you know, because it's like you respect a fellow pro that's coming in doing a good job. If it's another striker, if it's a young striker and say Shearer's been injured, then it's like, all right, he's going to come back in. But it's one of those positions, as you say, that if Cahill, perhaps if he wasn't captain, you know, if he, if he hadn't been given such responsibility by Conte, that, that he would have been dropped.
3: Yeah, but in, in saying that, Conte's got previous in that area because um, JT started as as captain last season, you know, for his fourteenth season as captain, and then um, he got injured against Swansea. That gave David Luiz his springboard, and John Terry never got near the team again. Yeah, Conte doesn't strike me as a man who loves sentimentality. No, no, he's not. He, he's true. a very pragmatic manager, but equally, I think what he's got is he's got a loyalty to certain players. Because it, and you Cahill... Have, you have to
2: have that. Don't yeah, you Cahill have have a, came a in bunch. at a time
3: last season where it was the 1st of October, Chelsea had just been beaten by back-to-back defeats to Arsenal and Liverpool. And I, what, I, was, at, I was at both games, and that Liverpool game especially, I just saw it and we, we came in after, I was like, Chelsea are going to be lucky to get top six here because Liverpool completely dominated them. Well, people were talking about him being sacked. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. And then that whole game, he changed it. And Cahill was a big part of our defence and he took the armband. And then 13 games later, Chelsea were basically champions and i think that he's got
2: some laureate with those players oh absolutely um well there's a couple of interesting west ham spurs uh so there's there's a lot there's a lot there's a new stadium two teams that hate their stadium correct <laughs> and yeah play <laughs> it on <laughs> neutral ground just play it somewhere uh, in london well, hackney marshes would yeah. have been yeah. perfect the victory derby <laughs> <scrubs. laughs> absolutely so sammy uh, have you got a kind of uh, as a fellow london supporter uh our london team supporter kind of what do you make of the, the two situations that those teams are going through because craven cottage is one of the most beautiful idyllic places well, we, for home and away fans to go well, to. we
0: had it for two years because we um were at loftus road for a couple of years while craven cottage was oh. was redeveloped weirdly we actually did quite well at loftus road we really? actually didn't really struggle too much it was a point where uh the money was starting to dry up from Al fired but we were starting to put in some very good performances and actually um uh, in one season when Louis Sahar was really scoring we were looking like a real team that could have mm. got into the European places yeah. anyway I digress I do feel very sorry for both teams yeah. I feel a bit more sorry for West Ham really because I think that's a bit more of an unfortunate situation for their fans that their fans maybe didn't clamour for yeah. for Spurs you know it's temporary and you know that they're gonna go to that gr- great new stadium next year yeah, and you look at the plans it looks it looks amazing that stadium I know mm. it's obviously very artificial and stuff yeah, yeah, but that yeah. cop behind the behind the main stand looks, that looks phenomenal looks exceptional, doesn't it? it? So the only thing we think of the Wembley factor with Spurs is that um, every game for Spurs, I know every game might feel like an away game, but it's a big day out for every team that's coming there. And I think they found that with Swansea. You know, they take a big allocation there and the players are up for it. Most Swansea players haven't played at Wembley. Yeah. You know, they played it in the League Cup final maybe uh, three or four years ago, but a lot of the players weren't around
2: Exactly, it's, it's still a draw. It's I think, no,
0: that West Ham are settling into it. It's a really interesting one. I can't call that, but mm. I think that Spurs have to win because that was two massive points dropped
1: against Swansea. Oh, mm. I just I just can't... West Ham are such a weird club, aren't they? I can't believe they spent that much money on a one-in-six player like Anatovic. Mark Hughes must have been happy to get mm. 22 million for a player who does it once I, once every six weeks. I mean... Everyone knows he's a decent, but it's, it's just such a weirdly assembled squad. It, it, just, is, it doesn't make any it's sense. Bringing Zabba Letter in to play at right back on a pitch the size of they've got, it, all he's going to do is get Amador season, relying on Carroll to come back and hit long balls at him to knock down to Hernandez. Yeah, which, which I love, by the way, a bit of the same. I'm for big man, little man. I mean, when so, Kenny, so
3: does Kevin Friend, as he said, Oh, I love the way you play football, Andy. If you see that? <laughs> when he book, I think he was booking him. And he said, Andy, I love the way you play football. <laughs> But you can't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when when da- when Doug was Liverpool manager, he used to call him Big Andy and Louis. Oh, yeah. I mean that is, is the most Doug thing ever. But yeah. no, we, we're Team West Ham. If if Spurs don't win that game with their energy and youth against what is. A pretty average West Ham team. This.
0: I'm surprised Hernandez hasn't got a few more goals, though, because he looked brilliant in that Southampton game, particularly that second goal that he scored, and that was a brilliant finish. And I thought, right, here we go. I think Hernandez could be a bit of an unsung hero here and score uh, goal after goal. But he hasn't performed um, in the games since. And there's a bit of pressure on him, I think, to start... Do you think that's more to, to do with what's
3: behind him, though?
0: Yes, I don't think it's all... I don't think it's all Hernandez's fault, but... I would have thought that he might have offered a little bit more impact than he has.
2: He's not really had that. He hasn't had the impact that we were expecting to. Talking about his old club, and um, we haven't spoken about them at all tonight. What a wonderful podcast. They're Fair. not speaking about Man United to Chelsea and Liverpool fans. Uh, this is... Uh, we, we, they can't be ignored after the performance against Everton just because... Well, from a personal view, Lukaku celebrating in such an obnoxious manner to his ex-fans brilliant. was fuck, that yeah, was brilliant. phenomenal. <laughs> I'll have to cut myself there, but you know, it was brilliant. And, and well, that's that's kind of what you want to see from your footballers because he did it on the pitch; he performed, and that's what you want. Because the energy, and because the, they booed him, they booed him mm. for missing a chance, so he deserves to throw him back.
3: Yeah, I, I just I just don't go where football fans get off where they think they've they've got this divine right to do what they want. Correct. And the moment someone you know, does something back to them. They just they they cry and moan about yeah. it. You know, and I remember um, this was before Burnley were in the in the Premier League, and they came to Stamford Bridge and they beat Chelsea on penalties in the League yeah. Cup, and they had the whole shed in the Burnley fans, and Drogba scored, and they showered him with bottles and coins and everything. And he picked up a coin, span, and threw it back at them. Yeah, and they went mental. I'm just like, well, how can you complain? You've thrown everything you've got in your pocket, at him. Yeah. and he does it back, and because he's a footballer and he's on the pitch and he's paid 150 grand a week. He's not
1: allowed to do. it. I think it's brilliant what yeah. I think it's brilliant what Lukaku did. I'd make it a clause in players contracts that when they sign for a new club they celebrate against the old <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because got I love that. What do do that clause? And
1: because <laughs> how would you not celebrate a goal? know it's Kante yeah.
3: did it against Leicester the other week and we I it was one of the few games I've, uh, I went to as a fan. And um I was in the way and it was almost like for about two or three seconds. We didn't know what to do. It was almost like, has something gone wrong where the goal's <laughs> been disallowed? And then, oh, no, right, we can cheer. And yeah. I just think, look, your loyalty is to who's paying you.
2: Yeah. And yeah. especially in this day and age football yeah, is a mercy. and they, and they yeah. must be bursting out their well, chest there's, a, there's a
0: difference between celebrating with your fans I think that's totally fine yeah if Kante then went to the um, die-hard Adebayor, Leicester ends, right? kissed the badge yeah. and did, and oh, did a knee slide what, and took, oh, his, I, slide I, when when and took his top that, off in the goal I wanted
3: to see him yeah. do a Adebayor what he did for City against Arsenal he ran up to the other end yeah. and I to do it all, like, to all four corners
1: in front the Leicester that, fans that's a
3: bit harsh but you know
1: what I could live with it
0: funny but that would have been quite hard from Gante, been, yeah. but why can't they celebrate? Come on,
2: I'm not saying they can't, and I'm not saying they can't. And let's well, let's 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 talk about the rest of Man United side because, um, they're kind of going about their business. And um, Jose has never really been allowed to go on about his business, but you know, I think there was issues between him and Mark Hughes, everything kind of gets brushed under the house because there's so much else going on at the minute. I mean, what how do you feel? Do you think they can realistically challenge, or is this just a kind of bit of a situation where they're kind of flat track bullies?
1: At the money they've both spent, both Manchester clubs, they they both have to challenge. They have to. Yeah, no, they no excuses. He had a good squad last year. You know, he had six number tens. <laughs> you know, and, and, and Zlatan. They had a good squad, but it was slightly imbalanced. But he's changed it. Lukaku's the right striker for mm. him. If if United don't challenge Then questions. Massive yeah. questions. Correct. Mm. You know, but let's 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 look where we were this time last year. Guardiola was the king of football, he'd come in and he the Premier League and he was bending it to his will. Two games later, he's the worst manager in the world and English football's found well, him. It, it
3: was ten wins in a row, wasn't it? Until yeah.
1: Celtic did a number, of, well, almost did a number on him in the Champions League
3: and sort of stunted them. And and teams sort of saw that blueprint and sort yep. of stuck to it, and they really struggled on the back of it. I don't think that will happen now, but yeah, I, I think agree. it's interesting that they're doing... United and City are doing what they did. I know United, they were doing it 1-0 this time
1: last year whereas now it's 4-0 which is impressive but I don't know whether they've got that to go the whole season. The thing I'd say about United, they got an absolute chase in against Stoke. They played a high line. The one thing they haven't got is big centre-halves. Eric Bailly's not, not huge, is he? Phil Jones isn't huge. Yeah, they played a high line and Stoke just went, right, it's it's at you and they had players who were at him, the are cheap yeah. So... Well, they got a game at Southampton this weekend, let's see let's that. So, uh,
2: Listen, uh, let's. Uh, we're going to have to round this up. So, Sammy, are you going to a game this weekend? Or are you going to be keeping an eye on anyone apart from Fulham? Uh, uh,
0: well, I'm going to uh, Fulham Middlesbrough. The, uh, the big That'd championship. Be a game, cl- the, the big, yep. big championship mid-table classic. Thomas Pallastarby. But, 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 yes, but Middlesbrough, the Both. team,
2: they should be pushing. And you know, and you guys, after you know the, the way that you play in that league, you, you guys would hope for more. Oh,
0: I think it's going to be a very, it's very a entertaining game. game. Yeah. I think um, if you're around in London, not doing too much
3: else on uh, Saturday afternoon Definitely. at three o'clock, you could do a lot worse than two pop.
2: I agree. Cotton, I'd
0: you
3: know? recommend it as well just to see Lewis Baker incredible player yeah
2: why Chelsea didn't keep him this year incredible player Yep. Uh, so uh, Gary and just touching on you're working on a uh, documentary at the minute
3: I am uh, about Chelsea Funny yep. enough yeah. yeah so it's coming along um, <laughs> Stick to what you know Gary I know yeah <laughs> I, if you're not aware I'm a Chelsea fan um, <laughs> but yeah so we, we're working on that at the moment um, just it's sort of serial but for football um, okay. but without the murder uh, that, that's, a little that's, bit murder. Prev- that's the proverbial idea Proverbial murder yeah, or, or, I don't, <laughs> Metaphorical actually, I murder Critics of Chelsea Would say it as a murder Because it's almost a, The murder of Abramovich On English football But um, that's the, the style of it that, we, that we're doing at the moment So we're
2: doing 150 interviews That's uh, that's mm. a body of work I know um, So I just want to touch on Owen You have been working Like a dog recently Because you guys have Your And also Mundial's Phenomenal 11th edition To come out Not working like
1: my dogs who do absolutely nothing. Well, you're getting your dogs (laughs) working. Yeah, but issue 11 is out. um, It's out next week. It's uh, David Beckham's on the cover. And it's, if you look at Beckham now, he's basically the bearded James Bond. He's doing whiskey adverts. He's doing (laughs) car adverts. He's doing this, that, and the other. What we love about Beckham, and I think what everyone loved about Beckham, was he's a grafter and he was really good at football. He was. And he was the hardest running player and he had tantrums. And he was a bit like all of us, really, that. You know, forget, forget the celebrity. Just remember for those periods and all the times he came back. He came back from effigies of himself being burned outside East End pubs and he came back at Real Madrid and he was told yeah. he couldn't play anymore and he always came back. And you know what? We've remembered him as a footballer and I think, that's, I think we've done him justice. I hope we've done him justice. Well, Owen, uh, Sammy and Guy, thanks very much for your time tonight. You'll be able to follow them all
2: on uh, Twitter because we'll be putting this podcast out on that and their, their handles. So uh, thanks everyone for joining us. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Whistleblowers is
1: back for the season by Labbrooks.
2: Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 480 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Sports Social Podcast Network.